What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today I'm going to be talking about a fan film called Scout. It's a short fan film. It's really only about seven minutes in the length of the fan film. It will be linked down below if you want to watch it. It is pretty good. It's short. Um, there's not a whole lot to it, but it's very well shot. And I think it's worth the watch of the seven minutes. And so if you want to watch that, go ahead and watch that because I'll be kind of covering it, discussing what kind of happens and maybe some spoiler, well, some spoiler stuff in it. So watch that first. First off, I love the way it opens. It opens and it's black screen and they're just doing some of the credits. Now I've seen some other ones do this and it just kind of drag on too long. It doesn't do much for the story that's up, that's coming. And, you know, I'm watching a fan film. I don't want to have to sit there for five minutes to wait for something to begin to happen, which I've been watching Imps, uh, Imperial Military Personnel Stories, which I'm trying to decide on whether or not I'm going to cover that. I've watched it now. Uh, I'm kind of in between. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I like the idea and the concept. I want to watch it a few more times to figure out whether or not to cover it. But it made me... It made a connection with this and this one instead of following you know the imperials it's following a rebel who's left on indoor and it's still kind of like the battles going on but the intro when it's black and the screen's just showing the credits the whole time you're hearing the battle and you're hearing blaster fire you're hearing walkers you're hearing footsteps running through it's kind of building up this you know uh, intensity it's putting you in the moment in the zone we've all seen return of the jedi we can start to kind of put ourselves in a situation understand where it's coming from where it's going we're we're in that moment so it sets us in the story very well so even though it's just a black screen with credits the way the audio is playing at the start really sets you up to feel in that moment. It, use, it takes advantage of what we've, we've all seen so many times that it does a very good job of placing you in that story. And a lot of times, the fan films try to rely on visuals that you see, like, oh, I recognize a stormtrooper. Oh, I recognize that this is a Star Destroyer. Oh, I recognize that these are TIE Fighters. And then that's supposed to, like, place you in it. But a lot of times it's not able to have as equal a quality of visuals to what we've seen in the movies. And so it doesn't work as well as they might hope. But with it just being the audio and just being the sounds where you can replicate those perfectly, it does a very good job of this then it starts off and you you see the guy's face it's Dax is the character's name apparently he survives Empire Strikes Back but it shows him and he wakes up and he's trying to move around and there's some really good shots in this this is very well shot there's a few little parts in a second when they begin to kind of fight that you can tell that the choreography wasn't great that there was some times where they kind of were slow motion hitting the person or trying to make sure not to hit them. And then they tried to adjust it with the speed in, um, you know, kind of post-production. And it kind of, yeah. But it was mainly because you could tell whoever directed this or did this either is a huge fan of David Fincher or just happened to do some Fincher-esque camera movements. But I enjoyed that. I thought it worked really well. I've, a lot of people talk about some of the different directors that could do stuff for Star Wars and some people's asked me about stuff like Wes Anderson or Quentin Tarantino and both of those have very 
direct and very stylized ways of shooting. I absolutely love both of those directors. They're two of my favorite directors. But in a Star Wars film, it might be a little too much to do their style. It won't fit in my mind. I mean, you know, I don't know about Wes Anderson, although if you look back to Bottle Rockets, it's a less stylized and a very good film. It was his first film. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. It's a kind of a heisty type film, but definitely still Wes Anderson. To give you an idea, Martin Scorsese said it was one of the best heist films he's ever seen. It's the one of the best stories of a heist film he's ever seen. So that should tell how good that movie is. But, um, you know, Tarantino could obviously tone it down some, but getting off topic of the subject. But the, David Fincher, one of the things that he's done, and if you want to see a more in-depth breakdown of it, Nerdwriter did a video on it talking about the Fincher and the way he makes his camera movements. Uh, I'll also link that down below if you want to watch it. But one of the things he does is little movements with the camera that kind of go along with the movements of the character. So I'm not going to do it here. You, I guess as I said, you can watch the nerd writer thing where he does it. But if I began to set up like this, the camera would move up just a little bit as well. And it just gives this different feel. Well, in one of the shots, it does this a little bit in a couple of the shots of this movie. But one of them has the character and he's, he's trying to figure out what's going on. We're set in the same kind of mindset as he said, and again, because the audio that was played first were the sounds of fire, uh, blaster fire going everywhere. And then he hears this, like, kind of, you know, explosion or blaster fire go off, and he quickly turns, and when he turns, the camera moves. But not, like, a huge movement. Not, like, one of my... I love the camera movement in this moment, but in Django Unchained, when... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character turns around. It's after the little dog fighting scene. Leonardo DiCaprio's character turns around. He makes a snap turn. And the camera just continually moves in on him. It's a really good shot. It's a brilliant shot, really. And it really sets the emotion and moment of the scene. But it's a lot. It's You're telling the character's emotional feelings by the fact of how the camera moves so harshly in on him. Here, it's not that. It's just a little bitty move. And that's why I say it's more of a Fincher-esque one. I was seeing it now. Fincher would never direct a Star Wars movie, unfortunately, especially not with Kathleen Kennedy heading it up because of what happened with Aliens 3. He wants full control, and I understand, and he deserves full control. But it did show me that like a oh, Fincher-esque type film could work in the Star Wars universe, at least with his camera movements and stuff like that. I don't know about his color palette that he uses, but I'm turning this into a David Fincher breakdown. So the character begins to move around. It takes strong advantage yet again of the fact that the indoor fight was set on, in California in the Redwoods. And that seems very clearly where they're at here. Now, so that visually sets you in as well. So a very it, good camera movement, very well lit. Uh, the actors solid and the sound and visuals now because there's not really any special effects set you right into the place and you feel like you're there now there's a few moments where it's like as he's moving around it was kind of like they just walked around the redwood forest and said this looks like a cool shot let me pause here now climb through this tree and, and it looks cool but I, it's definitely what hit me was like oh you just went around and found where there'd be cool places to kind of go inside of and sneak around but then he ends up starting, there's a really cool moment where he's sitting on this edge of this tree and then he turns and look and there's another rebel that's like dead next to him and he freaks out and jumps away. And it kind of, it was nice, it kind of added, one of the things I've been wanting to see more 
in Star Wars is this kind of horror kind of feel to it. Not horror horror, but this realistic horror kind of thing. And that right there was a perfect example of it. Um, when I did the video, the live stream with Mad Talk TV two days ago, talking about Empire Strikes Back, one of the things of Empire Strikes Back is it's so much set in suspense. It's set up in these, there's jump scares in it. There's the Vader jump scare towards the end when he's fighting Luke Skywalker. And if you look at Jurassic World, it's ultimately a horror film, really, just with dinosaurs. It's not the typical horror film that we think of where everything's got to be dark. It's light out, but it's this horror aspect of this suspenseful buildup of how are they going to get away? How are they going to do these things? And the monsters are the dinosaurs. And I think blockbusters work really well when they try to do that. And I would like to see Star Wars kind of do it. I've got an idea I've been beating around for uh, a Darth Vader kind of movie and that I'll kind of pitch or do a little bit later when I've kind of touched a little bit more on exactly how or what to go about doing that. But here we have him and he sees it and he jumps away and then when he comes back and trying to check on the rebel to make sure he's dead, a, f a shot's fired and there's a scout trooper and he begins to run off and he's trying to run from the scout trooper. This is where the camera works not as great. I mean, it's just, it was really solid before and here there's a, you know, eh, not the best in my mind, but it's not like bad by any stretch of the imagination. And some of the fights, they, the, uh, he tries to shoot and the scout trooper's gone and then the scout trooper comes up from behind him, takes him down and they're kind of fighting. And, you know, there's some small minor moments in the fight when they're trying to actually hit each other, do stuff that I was like, yeah, come on, you could have done better. Um, but ultimately it's pretty solid. Some of it's actually really good. And then they both end up, finally the the rebel like just snaps and the helmet's off of him and he begins to just beat down on the scout trooper with the helmet. Reminded me kind of a uh, Captain America with, uh, um, with Tony Stark at the end of Captain America Civil War where he's got a shield and he's just slamming it down on Stark. Very similar to that. And again, they, the way the camera movement here, I, I love it. it. It made you feel into it. It made you feel the emotion, the anger going through. So again, really good camera work here. So then he rolls off and as he begins to kind of like stumble off bloody face and everything, then the scout trooper stands up and that's when it's revealed that it's a girl. Which is interesting because of how, at least for me, how I felt. Now again, I just said another thing I liked that it didn't use much dialogue at all. I don't remember hardly any dialogue until the very end, actually, now that I say that. But it has them, and they're both kind of holding up against each other. Each of them have their gun pointed on each other. The girl's just blood just pouring down from her face. And so I was kind of trying to figure out where it was going to go with this. And it's, it leaves their pause for a while. And it allows you, without any dialogue, to begin to kind of think of yourself in this situation. How would you handle it? How would you go about it? What would you do in this situation? You could try to fire off. You're probably going to get fired off as well and killed. In my mind, what it kind of started to tell me was this. Here's two characters by themselves in the woods. And they've just been beating the crap out of each other. Now they've got guns held up on each other. They're about to kill each other. It kind of hit me this kind of moment of like, why are we fighting each other? Why do we need to kill each other? You know, she probably just joined the Empire because, I mean, Luke was going to join the Empire at the beginning of A New Hope. That was what he wanted to do. 
until his parents or his aunt and uncle ended up getting killed and then he went off with Obi-Wan Kenobi, but he was angry because he couldn't go off to join the Academy. So this girl's probably just somebody that thought the Empire was a good thing. And then she thinks that the rebels are just a bunch of terrorists. And then he's sitting here thinking like, oh, the, you know, the Empire's just this horrible, evil thing. And then uh, here's just this girl and I've been beating the crap out of this girl's face. And it starts to kind of open up the same, like, we're just people. We're just these people in this war that's being run by others at the top and for different reasons. And I'm finding, you know, as the rebel at least, it's understandable that you're trying to defeat this totalitarian organization run by an evil dictator, basically. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty and it's just one versus one, it changes things. It makes you think about it a little bit more. That death, that person you're going to shoot, isn't just some body in a mask hidden away, way across the place that you shoot and fire on and never have to see the face. Now you see the face, the bloody face from you beating down on them. And I think that's kind of what's going through his head as well as he drops his blaster. And she's still holding her pistol up at him and you're sitting there wondering like what's gonna happen and the acting in this is really really solid um i actually i mean i was i was into it i was actually going to cover this fan film until it got to this point and i started to really just get into this moment and right as she's about to drop the pistol she shot and it was it was a shocking moment first off the shot was from an angle that it wouldn't be from the character that you see but we won't get into that but she shot and she just collapses and you see his face and then it's another rebel that was like wow that was close come on i've been you know glad i could find you alive we got to get out of here and as he's trying to pull him away dax is constantly looking back at the girl just you can just see it's messed with him and it's one of those where it's like, they did an episode of it in Clone Wars where one of the clone troopers had, uh, like his whole battalion had died. And he had found, started a whole other family and become a farmer. And he just didn't want to go back to the war. Because all the stuff that he'd seen, all that had happened. And it was kind of like you could see the setup of this. And I was, I really liked that. I really liked the way this was shot. It made me think of Rebel Scum from Empire Strikes Back where, well not of Empire Strikes Back, but the fan film where the rebel pilots left on Hoth. It reminds me of that. I think Rebel Scum's a better than this. It's better shot, it's got a better story to it, it's got better emotion to it, but this is still really good. If this was, you know, if the same company was making like excerpts like I'm talking about where you follow one character in a fight scene or, you know, a moment in Star Wars that we've watched before, but you're seeing it, you know, from a whole nother perspective. And this was the, you know, second one of the storyline. I would still be like, it's a worthwhile follower. So if you enjoy Rebel Scum, then you'll probably enjoy this. So go ahead and watch it. But it probably ran a lot longer than I expected for this video. So I'll cut this off here. I look forward to hearing all your thoughts and opinions down below on the, on this kind of fan film what you thought your feelings when they're standing there side by side holding guns to each other what did you kind of think was running through your head because i think it kind of comes down to maybe what's in your head alone and that's what i like about the movie it's fan film it's leaving it open to your own perception it's not telling you what you need to think it's allowing you to think whatever you know 
you would actually think in a situation if you were placed there, and I think that's really good filmmaking. So I look forward to hearing what y'all kind of considered thought during that whole thing as well, and whether or not you would find it interesting to do something like this for a TV series, where you tell just random kind of anthology stories inside of things that w we've already seen happen in the Star Wars universe, because we know Disney's not gonna do anything original. <laughs> They're not gonna come up with a whole new story. They're not gonna go tell the Mandalorian tales, which speaking of, because I'm probably not gonna do a full video on this, but they've announced that J uh, with Jason, John Favreau's storyline is gonna be based, I believe, three years after Return of the Jedi, and it's gonna be telling the story between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. So, uh, yeah, so much for like the possibilities of the Old Republic or him doing the Mandalorian Wars since he's a huge Mandalorian fan. But no, we're just gonna stick to what we've always stuck with because they can't come up with anything original. Even though they wanna kill the past, we're gonna live in it constantly. But anyways, those are my thoughts and feelings. Uh, I look forward to hearing yours. Thank you, as always, for watching. And never forget you, Nerf Herders. I love you.